Hey, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal. We got a fresh one. Uh, my buddy, Darren Capozzi. Yeah, I love being a fresh one. This is a hot one. I've been I've been like, so excited to talk to you. I'm just going to make sure my levels are good here. Um, we So how did we even meet? Was it through Tasha? I think it's through Tasha, yeah. But we didn't... So Through uh, pictures, through photos. I can't tell you how many people I meet that way in LA, in like a gigantic city. Like, because our community is so small. I feel like if you don't know somebody, you're like already Facebook friends with them. You know I, I mean? how, how often do you get when you, oh, we should be Facebook friends? Like, we already are. Have you gotten that a lot? I, and I'm terrible at that. And people out here don't say nice to meet you. They say, what do they say? They say like, good to see you. Good because see you, yeah. people get offended if they've already met someone and don't remember. Uh, that's, a, that's my thing. That's my Achilles heel. I'm too hot here. Are we both too hot? Well, or are we no, really No, I think hot? you're good. I think we're three hot. Really good looking. This temperature is, uh, and this we're triple and it's hot outside it's just outside. a f- hot as fuck we're day. just a triple hotness you c- we could be brothers two straight dudes having a conversation about to take our pants off yeah that's they'll never that know that was the surprise <laughs> into the episode so you okay so you are in you were in a sort of a group that my girlfriend was in yeah um and she told me there was a comic in her group and it's like a group that like does like some l- traveling and bar hopping type right we do a thing called pack your passport and that's where we have no idea where we're going. You get kind of an agenda, an idea of what to wear and what to bring. And then we show up on a bus, and then we just go to a place. And she did it. I think she, she did it before I, we dated. Yeah, she did. And then and she, she did Vegas. And then she did Vegas, and she invited me to it, and I didn't want to go. That's I, when I didn't want to get in the way of her thing, you know? You should have come. Well, but that, it was like a thing she had, like her, like her friends and... I don't know. Maybe I had something to do. Or you know what it was? Is she, <laughs> she invited me, but not right away. I think you guys were just started we were, dating then? We were a few months in. A few months in, yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to go on your little passport adventure. And I was probably kind of jealous that I didn't like have the group myself. Because it, it, it did sound like a cool idea. It was a blast. I mean, Vegas was okay. Yeah. We ended up when going I, to Vegas. Yeah, a lot of people the, were bummed. The bus broke down or some shit. It was just bummed. Because what, did like, they, what did they expect? Well, we, we went to Mexico the year prior. Well, they did. And you put I didn't up, go to you Mexico. just put up a couple. You put up several hundred bucks, whatever it is. I think it's like four hundred bucks. And I mean, and then you just show up. And how did you get to Mexico last time? They took a bus. We took a bus. So we oh. they did Mexico. I didn't go the first year. Uh, they did Mexico, Vegas, and then Catalina. Catalina's great. Catalina was a good time. Good, yeah, because we rented a private boat yacht. That's the way to do it. Yeah, because the ferries is the ferry to Catalina is sort of expensive. I went recently with Tasha. We we, we went for our two year anniversary, and it was like off season, so it was actually it was a cheap night. I took the dog. We went to the one hotel that was like dog friendly, and then you could just like it was. I think it was actually St. Patrick's Day or something. It was a good time. But um, you guys I, met on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, close to it. Close to so it. So maybe I'm wrong about the how it lined, you just lined get, up. Did you guys just get hammered? No. Well, we met. We actually. Well, we knew each other um, for four years. Before we started dating, imagine if I just turned this around and I'm the interviewer. Yeah, cool. but the audience would be so bored because I feel like they've heard tell the same tell story. Tell us more about this. <laughs> Dude, well, she was friends with me. Yeah, I was so friend zone, blah blah blah, and it was just you know kept on hammering away. You know, you ever get you ever get denied? You ever think it's really the right time to kiss a girl, and then she backs away and does the triple chin? Yeah, like what the, I, like, I, what the fuck? Are you I doing? call that college, yeah. high school, <laughs> last week, and probably tonight. <laughs> but this girl, anyway. So, so I got a couple of those, and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then I was like, "We should, we should be doing, we should be going out." And then, um, you know, I think it took her a little time to be like, "Should we?" And then, um, and then it's been two fucking and a half years. It's amazing. Oh, I put the fucking in wrong. Two and a half fucking years. Yeah. But um, anyway, so you, so you were so then you were friends with her. Then we were on a show together in Long Beach, and I think that's where how we destroyed. Yeah, we killed. 
just to let everyone know. Yeah, it's good to know when when it's good we both killed. Yeah, we both killed. Because when one person kills and the other one doesn't, you can't really rub it in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just say good set. <laughs> good set. We and we both killed at in um at Brennan's a few weeks ago. We both killed at Brennan's. I think we both I think we both ran the show there. I feel like both of our sets we needed a wireless mic because we were just the it, the the only thing keeping us down was the twelve foot cord right there. I think we could. I think here's the thing about Brennan's. Love the show, but what they need is more people and more noise. Because <laughs> I write my jokes towards that. I felt like it was like. NBA Finals and you're trying to interview LeBron James and everyone's just yelling exactly. and you just like, you can't hear your own that's how okay so we did this I mean it's like a bar show and it's I mean it's this place is kind of it's cool and it, they have like turtle races in the back and it's just a weird place but if, of course every time there's a show it's like a kickball tournament yeah, shows up there's a team there's teams like intramural sports and it's like their big night to go drink and get rowdy it's yeah and, and for me it's I feel like as a comic we're just yelling our jokes yeah it's just Everything's out the window. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, like, skill set because I did a show Monday at this place in Simi Valley. And for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, first of all, Simi Valley's in the desert. It was 114 degrees. Too far. Too far. How but much time? 15. Got okay. 15 minutes. That's so good. if you're going to get the time, so I go and the audience, like, I get there and they're just like, I got there, I got on stage right as the food got served. And there's two things you can do you can be a fucking cunt about it and bomb. Or you can just go into them. You know what I mean? So I went into them and I got them to like hold off eating their food. But then the guy after me didn't know how to like deal with, you know, com- you know, he, 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 he's got to ride your wave. He bombed. Well, he's got to ride your wave. Yeah. He's got to see that. It's like when, it's like when a high energy comic goes up and brings the crowd and then they're like, come to the stage. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah. So, you either own it with hilarious one liners or, or don't or you come bomb. up. Yeah. So that's, so in, so that was a buddy of mine. And after he was like, oh, I bombed. I was like, no. Good set. <laughs> same same deal. Anyway, enough of us sucking our dicks. <laughs> I know, right? The audience is we're like, "What's amazing, this Amazing. But guys. I was so happy to see you because, and you were doing a whole set about just breaking up with your girlfriend. And yeah. I'm not happy for you for breaking up, but I was like, I was, uh, we, you know, unfortunately, I haven't kept in touch with you. You know, like all comics, we're just vagrants here, and I didn't know what your story was with that. I mean, you guys were dating for a long time, right? Yeah, almost, almost two years. Okay, yeah, yeah we just. And did she go on the uh, the trips with you? The, the she came on both trips. Yeah, she came on Vegas and Catalina. So, so we kind of she she was in, had a boyfriend in Vegas, so I wooed her away. And so, oh, so she I'm wait fans, on the on the Vegas tr- trip, on the Vegas that trip. Tasha went on. That Tasha went on. She had a different boyfriend, and yep. you start. That's when you started talking. Yep. Does that does that worry you when you can woo someone away? Because th- does it make you feel like you'll be wooed? Yeah. Away? Sometimes you feel like if it happened to him. Yeah. Because I feel like that's how it would be if like a ch- uh, if like I was if I was like into a chick and she cheated on her boyfriend with me, which I I'm going through the Rolodex. I don't think I've really been with someone who cheated that I then had a relationship with, but I've had a couple like relationships that started off. Like with a quick bang, and I'm like, "What do we go? What do we do? How do we get out of this? How does this become a real thing?" Don't call him again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my one of my exes, yeah. Like we were like, we just all of a sudden, boop, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" So like, what if she could fuck other of her guy friends as easily? Yep. And I know that sounds like a little bit of like a slut shaming thing, but it's how the it's how like guys think. They're called sociopaths. Women. Anyone is a sociopath. Yeah. One out of twenty-five. That's crazy. Crazy. And then the odds must go way up in L.A. Um, yeah, I think everyone, especially everyone's either a sociopath. Uh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. wondered that about Tasha. 
but I've <laughs> well, because we'll fight, we'll fight, and then I'll just see this like smirk come over her face, and mm. I'm like, oh, she would totally kill me. If Does she, she like the dog? Oh yeah. So it's her dog. So then, sociopaths don't like animals. They're not okay. loving. Okay. That's one of the, the signs. Why I know so much about this? Why this fills my brain? I have no idea. Well, it's good. I mean, it's good to know if you're. I feel like in LA, there's megalomaniacs, narcissists, which obviously is the level below, and then sociopaths. Yeah. And then the rest of us. I'm codependent, which fits in there somewhere. Codependent. There's a narcissism involved with it, but it's also like I only care about you because it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's what makes us. That's what codependency is. What keeps humanity the way it is like we have to like love each other for a reason that's not just self-fulfilling i guess i don't know but yeah that's her so like boone's her dog and and so like yeah well we've had bad fights i'm like let's just pet the dog let's just because <laughs> you know what like because they, she'll she'll Bring look, the dog she'll look so it? scared she'll be so angry her yeah. the walls will be up and i'm like oh my gosh she doesn't even feel emotions but i'm like oh no, no. she feels them as strongly as i do she just poker faces it because that's like her that she's in her den you know what i mean where i'm on the opposite i'm like raw and i'm like what are we doing so like we'll just pet the dog but like the dog loves us the dog loves to be scratched we need to treat each other that way we need to be unconditioned you know what i mean right and in and in past relationships if someone's you know hasn't lined up with me i'm just like wow crazy and we'll just you know kind of end but this one i'm kind of like now nah, there's something more to it than that but so what what happened with with your we um just wasn't the one and then when someone's not the one you know, why but string them along? Someone has to realize it first. Yeah. You or her? I, I, I realized it first. Really? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yep. I couldn't, I don't do that. Yeah, well, it's, I it, admire that so much. You know, look, I'm 42. Are you really? Yeah. So I'm at the Jeez, stage in my look life. Good. Thank you. She see me walk up the stairs. She see me walk up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Winded. I love how people are like, 40s and new 20s. Yeah, until you have to race okay, them. Okay, look, we're going to post an Instagram photo. So for those listening, go to our Instagrams. I'm at Neils with a Z. What's your Instagram? Darren Capozzi. Okay, jeez. You do not. You look maybe 34. Right. Thank you. You should have went, went younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 31, so I was like, i got to give myself something. should have went younger. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you get to a certain age. Look, I'm sure there's still 40-year-olds that probably dick around too. But I'm at the point of like, okay. I'm sober. I've been sober eight years. You knew that. Yeah. I'm, what's the point of you, you – if you love someone, let them go. And if we're meant to be, which we might be, she'll come back. But at this time, I was like, I just don't – I'm not – Did she fight it? Yeah, she did. It was hard. It's hard. Breakups are the worst. They're the worst. It's the worst. It, I don't uh, – I just talked to a comic the other day at a show, and she's like, ah, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was like, oh. She's in that phase where you, where you – you know when you break up with someone, you need to talk it through? Oh, yeah. And she just cornered me. Is that where you were on stage when I saw you last? You were you were pretty freshly broken up. No, well, no. I mean, I no, I you kinda, were just kind of like I kind of feeling the feelings. Feel, there. Yeah, I think I. Uh, I but I'm envious of that because uh, the the uh, the level of wit you can have after a breakup. Like, sure, it's like it's a horrible thing. It feels bad, but the only thing as like a comic to be able to go on stage and just sling dick. Mm-hmm. And just it's, it takes you to a different level. Yeah, it really does. Opens you up. Vulnerab- Vulnerability is great and too. People, lo- yeah, people love. You just broke up. I mean, like I go on stage, like, man, hell, you know, relationship to you, fuck you. Like they don't. They, it's not the same. No, they want to see your pain. I mean, I they feel relate. I have the. I mean, I I personally have that pain because it's a it's a roller coaster. So it's it's about like channeling. Like I feel like every like at least once a week, there's something that that happens that's like. Oh, like gut wrenching! In my like, that affects me. I don't know if I'm oversensitive or what, 
but that's like so I still feel like I feel that but not nearly like when you know like when you know a girl is looking at you and she's like dead in her eyes and you're like oh this is over that's just that you can just feel that vibe mm. when it's so what do you do like what do you do to get over it like what uh, what's the process alright for me a lot of talking a lot of therapy a lot of talking it through calling my friends because I grew up in a household where no one talked and everything was internalized Catholic uh, no, actually, my father's an atheist, my mother's Catholic, and my sister's a born-again. It's interesting enough. New York, right? Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Okay. So everything was internalized. No one spoke about stuff. So as I've become an adult, I need to, you know, just get it out. Talk to whoever will, whoever will listen. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I, cause your thoughts aren't real, and we always make our thoughts real. So what we're thinking sometimes isn't real, and then that'll get you spinning. And then you start doing a shame spiral, and you go down that rabbit hole, and then you're so would you say being alone is like the worst thing for you? Yeah, being alone is hard for me. As it is. Being alone for me is very hard, and I live alone. I'm the same way. I have a hard time. You know, well, we're comics, and I think we all come from a, the same cloth. I don't, need, I don't always necessarily need to be talking to someone, but I need, like, if I wanted to get some writing done, put me at a coffee shop with some foot traffic. Yeah, that, I did that yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, like, I, can't just, sit, I can't sit in my apartment. But so in, in what I read about the, the, the difference between um, introverts and extroverts, and I hate to like label people, but um, an introvert gains their energy by being alone and extrovert gains it around other people. So I feel like that's how I am in my relationship where like I need to go out, go to the go to a mic, go to a show, go to see some people, even, even just being at the gym. Just like I didn't talk to one person at the gym today, but I was like I felt present. Right and like within the community, uh, that's why uh, that's why I can't run outside. I have to go to the gym to run because yeah. like, if I'm running outside, it's just the same. Why don't I just be in my apartment? Yeah, I I have that problem here because I I go running up the street and um I miss running in when I lived in Harlem. I used to run up and down the Har- the um the the fucking Hudson. Yeah, and and, and you're always surrounded by people, and you know and you go home and if you need your quiet time, it's there. But like it's a balance. Yeah, New York City, man, that's the energy. You could just. You could walk out of your apartment to get a cup of coffee, and you can end up fucking six hours later. Yeah. You had a massage parlor <laughs> in the East Village. <laughs> you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, did you ever live there? Uh, uh, nine years. You lived in New York for nine years? Yeah, yeah. What part of town? Uh, 85th and 1st. Yorkville. 85th and 1st, which was Yorkville. And then I, I started in uh, Stytown, 18th and 1st, and then and I moved up to 85th. And York, that, oh, that whole Yorkville area is only up and coming now, so was it... I mean, because it's kind of hard to get to. They just built the Second Avenue train, but yeah, it was always hard. How yeah. was your dating life in New York? Did it differ than here? So good in New York, but I was in my twenties. I wanted it more. Young, drinking, yeah. partying, hitting on girls. It was easier. Fish in a barrel in New it's, York. It's a fi- yeah, it's a fish in a barrel. I LA, don't know if there's a better town to live in. If you want to meet girls, it's the best town to live in. LA's got some things like I feel like you know chicks are running around. You know, it's it's the weather's nice, so it's it's a, you got that full year thing. But New York. There's something about the types of girls that live there, and also just the fact that you you can have a few more beers for a few extra hours. Yep. That's a big like a lot of decisions are made between the two a.m. and four a.m. <laughs> versus here, it's like one a.m. and everyone's like, ah, I better get an Uber before the surge goes up. And it's right. like, what? That's hilarious. Before this, it, exactly. It's, and, and it's in like, New York, there's just like you just roll out and you fall into a cab. Well, back in the day, we did. No, and still, I mean, I was there recently, and you can get. I mean, we took an Uber. Or a lift to get out of the airport because the train's really blue. But I, when I was when I was last my last time I was there single, um, I, I I I just was visiting. Like I had already lived I'd lived here and I was visiting, and Tasha wasn't like talking to me. I was trying to date her, but she wasn't talking to me. She just wasn't having it. And I go and I and I go to some bar and there's some chick that I knew. She was like doing stand up, but like not not seriously. She right. like she was just 
you know, all the guys wanted everyone. I, I, w- I think I was the guy she hooked up with and then decided not to hook up with comics. Cause I feel like every girl gets that one guy and then like, Oh fuck comics. But it was like, what do you want to, like, I was like, what do you want to, you know, 2 AM? What do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. I was like your place. It's the best. And then she goes, yeah, we're in a cab within 20 seconds yeah. of that. Yeah. Just go outside. Hey, taxi. You can't beat it. Can't beat it. And then it's like, you know, I don't know. Here it's like, well, but the street parkings, the, you know, ugh. I don't know. But um, so what? So where are you now? It's been what a couple months since you broke up? Since January. Oh, okay. So Se- all going on seven months. So you're probably like in a healthy place as far as meeting new people, or I'm in a pl- yes. Yeah. I want to. I don't mean to speak for you. No, thank you. Yeah, speak, <laughs> for, speak for me. <laughs> you, like you, just, you keep answering your own questions. Darren's uh, dating plenty of girls. <laughs> I, you know, look, I, I'm not on the dating apps. I, I don't do any of that. I don't. I don't. I haven't been looking for it. But then again, I, I've been on the dating apps. That could change in a month. I could be like, ah, back at it. Yeah. Um, I just don't have the patience. I just want to walk up to a girl, like, spit out your gum and take your dress off. Let's meet. In the alley. I mean, that's, <laughs> like that's where my my mindset is now. And obviously, no one would. I mean, you know, I'm saying you do it enough. I'm sure one girl would be like, oh, okay. That's a New York. Yeah, I think that's I still New think York New York thing. thing you could. You could. Do you're that. a young buck in New York, but you gotta. It's a. It's. A, it's I feel like you gotta date where, like, if like in New York, if I were in the in the Wall Street area or like you know wh- wherever it is with the Brent Banker Bros, I don't stand a chance. Girls are girls in that part of town. It's like they want the Brooks Brothers outfits and they want it. Like that's what they're into power to them my like my area to kill was like murray hill or like the areas where you could just get away with being like an artist yeah and, uh, 33rd and third that was our mo- yeah. that was our place that's the epicenter that's the epicenter center of- just walk in grab a corona grab a jack and coke tap a girl on the shoulder and go what's your name and next thing you're making out on the dance floor and the only yeah that's new york done that's it done here it's oh my god i hate you and then the first question like what do you do do oh yeah what do you do who cares and unless you say producer yeah or whatever or something similar to that and everyone here is i mean well okay so and you live in west hollywood i live in west hollywood yeah boys town boys town yeah. that, that's the um the, i, I want to say the gay capital of the country pretty much i go to a gym in west hollywood i've i've seen 24 hour fitness i go to the crunch right there that one too Oh, and I hate you know what I hate the most is Dane Cook working out right next to me, and then Eliza Schlesinger on the other side of me, and I'm like either one of the, I'm, I'm just like I just want them to look at me and be like, hey, I'll take you on the road with me. <laughs> like I just there's but there's no I have no right to even talk to them. Why not? I'm, I, I'm I friends with Eliza. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. She's I saw I made eye contact for those not, not listening. She's a stand up comedian, real real funny. She's had real a ton funny, of ton yeah. of specials, yep. but like she goes to my gym and she's. Uh, and she would be the perfect person to open for because, like, you know, you're a dude opening for a woman. It's, yeah. like, the perfect – she's, like, fun. Um, but she's know. got a crew of people that she – her close friends that went up – that grew up with her. Like, grew up with her, meaning came up the ropes. That she does, that, that, that opened op- for her, no, yeah. No, I, I totally – And a lot of times I, I know she goes into town because my, Jody Miller, mm-hmm. amazing comic, is one of her best friends. I don't know Jody. I know Jody, yeah. So um, I know Jody. She's taking Jody, but I think a lot of times Eliza. She ta- I know she took Hunter Hill for a little bit. Oh, she did. Yeah, but either way, it's it's delusional. Like I don't actually expect. Like I don't. I wouldn't want to meet her to be. To, you know, to be that. But that's what goes through my head when I'm at the gym, being like, oh, e- these are like players that really. Because for those listening, you know, b- pretty much when you're a headlining comic and you're good enough, you get to choose who opens for you. When you're kind of like a new headliner. It's kind of like cl- the club says, but yeah, if you if you get to pick, like Mark Norman opens for Amy Schumer, 
and they're doing private jets all over the place. And he's been opening for for six years. I mean, he's gone just like thousands of hours of stage time out it's of it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Even though no one's there to see you. It's like I moved to L.A. opening for a comic. No one was there to see me. And, you know, after the show, it was always passive aggressive. Like, oh, you, you'll get there. Like, you know, it's always just like people are like, oh, you weren't as good as the other guy. It's like, yeah, no shit. He's 35 years into stand-up. Yeah, people don't understand that. They're, 18 months They're 30-year pros. Yeah. Like the Louis C.K.'s, you know, um, the David Spade. You know, Eliza Schlesinger's done it forever. Yeah, she's. I don't and, know how long she's. She broke she's, in she's, right away. Yeah, she broke in right away. She's got at least at least fifteen years now. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, she was probably headlining. I think she said she was headlining like two years in. Which, which I know, I know that's not probably. You know, that's that's just, like Brent Morin. It's crazy. Yeah. These people. Brent Morin's amazing too. But it, but him for him to come up in this day and age is crazy because it's you know my biggest limitation I talk about is how many comics are out there and like you can you can crush. You can have a great set, and it's like, who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I, t- and that's what I tell new comics. Like, I've eaten dirt crap on a set, and then I've destroyed. And the next day, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares. So just go and have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, detach the ego and just have fun. And whatever, it's a set. Yeah. You know, but you're right. You you're never just- as good as your best or as bad as your worst. Yeah. You're always kind of just. You're right. And you can destroy a show. And you don't learn as much when you kill. Mm-mm. Sometimes you get some jokes out of it, but you don't learn like you do. And, you know, and I feel like bombing, you learn a little bit. But the sets that I love are like when the audience, when I just don't quite have them the whole show, but I'm like just working at them. You know, those are fun. Those are, do you meet, uh, you ever meet many girls after stand up show? Like I've met chuckle fuckers, we call them. Um, yeah. I mean, I was dating a girl for the, you know, for the last 18, whatever, for 18 months, just said her name. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, dating her. So, yeah, it kind of was went away for a while. So now I, I and I haven't been in that mode. It's a different muscle you have to it's have. Different <laughs> muscle. You know, I look. I know I sound like such a such a like a, a, a whiner, but I'm just like I'm over it. I don't want to talk to people. I'm just I'm not dating. There was dating. a cute girl you were talking to at Brennan's. I know you're. Yeah, I know you're kind of doing it as part of your act. But there was some cute. Oh like yeah, yeah. Cute Sometimes I members. flirt with the girls at, at the shows. Do you ever like remember a show and just know exactly where everybody was sitting? Maybe not everybody, but I can look back on that show and know exactly where they were, and you know what I mean. Sure. And like, like I feel like you know I've been on shows where like you know someone will get off stage and be like, oh shit, fourth row, check out the blonde, and then you and you're like, ah, what are we talking about? And then you get up on stage you're like, whoa, there she is. It's amazing what women the control that they have so if gross. they exude the right level it's of so gross. beauty, uh, especially in L.A. They abuse it. They abuse that power. They do. It's the worst. Well, and you know what? They're they're combining powers. I just heard of. I heard the other day. Um, two days ago, a comic was like, yeah, I was doing a set and a bunch of models walked in and they all did stage time. Come on. And I was like, oh, fuck. Did they, they walk stage you know, time? They, they they actually didn't do bad. And a girl told me that. A girl told me that these... I don't buy it. Well, so I, and I went out and I actually knew who it was because I, I follow one of the chicks on my Snapchat mm-hmm. and uh, she's got like a million Instagram followers. And Just her name's Melanie like Iglesias, I think. Oh, who do, you know, do you know her? Julio Iglesias' uh, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like a tiny Ariana Grande, but like smoking hot. This, she, she's, but basically these girls, like she's on an MTV show, like one of the guy code, girl code shows mm-hmm. with a bunch of male comics. And now she's getting into the, the mic scene. And I'm like, if this chick can put together 15 or 20 minutes she's, with a million followers. She's up. She's yeah, you're going to go to all the clubs. Because I'm trying to get Tasha to do I I had Tasha take an improv class. I was like, you just have to be remotely funny. And and I was like, my buddy of mine wants her to take the Groundlings course. And I'm like, one of the levels you have to write. And she's like, I don't know how to write. And I'm like, hello. Like, hello, you live with a comic. Let's do this. I will will push you into fame. I will totally pimp you out 
as like a chick who can like deliver a punchline. You know what I mean? It's amazing, isn't it? But but we bust our balls so hard, and the girls just so hard, so hard. Eat shit at night. Sorry for swearing. I don't know if we can swear. You can swear. Eating shit, getting on stage night after night, and then a hot chick comes along. She's like, I want to do comedy. Boom. At the improv. Boom. At and the you, Laugh Factory. Oh, yeah, exactly. Boom. On Jay Davis yeah, presents on Jay Davis, every show. Every, it's like, what? And it's like, and then you, and then they get these intros like, this girl's up and coming, rising fame. You're like, who the fuck? I, she literally, like, I've been working on the same bitch since she started like six months ago. By the way, <sighs> we went from from boasting ourselves to bitch talking. <laughs> That's the, In 24 minutes, minutes that's the way. We, we did the full cycle. Now let's just make fun of other cars. Spiral down. Spiraling down to like... No, but look, but, it, but there's a shortage you, of chicks that do stand-up. So when they, when they do well... But the problem is a lot... And in, in, in this isn't sexist at all. It's like facts, right? But like because there aren't as many women who do stand-up, they get put into the spotlight earlier yep. and they don't crush as hard as... Like a dude who's like my buddy Jay Hollingsworth. He's an, he's a fucking ten year vet who's just getting the exposure with like a with like a chick who's twelve months in, and he annihilates and you can't follow him. And it's because he's really worked hard at it, versus someone who's like cute to travel with. That sounds horrible. No, it's, it's look for your listeners. That's the reality of the world. I mean, I, I if I was listening, I'd want to hear that. Yeah. Because if you want listen to you know comics and cars that show with Jerry, it's a lot of them jerking off to saying how rich they are. It's like, nah, man. What what makes you guys click? Yeah. Like, what was your process like at day one to day five to fifteen to twenty to third? Like, what is that level? He, Jerry Seinfeld is so far removed. I mean, I've done shows at at Gotham where there's like a, the orange cones out front, and Gotham's like you know it's on a street in New York City, and there's no parking, but there's always a cone out there. And if he wants to come in, they just kick the cone over, and he parks up, walks in, crushes. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing about his talent that's not you know dude's hmm. amazing, but but there's there's definitely something to be said about the comics that are just hustling, grinding day in and day out. Yep. And then yeah, I mean it's a fucking. And I, I worry because, like, I don't want to be a road comic. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see guys like Dane, Dane Cook, I use an example, because he doesn't tour. He doesn't travel if he doesn't want to. He's done so well for himself, he can just do spots in town and not have to do, like, like I don't, I mean, I think there'd be a, sh- uh, I, I, there'd probably, I, I, I wouldn't mind traveling for, like, certain, like, like Bill Burr. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go do London. Like, that's amazing. Like to be at that level where you can pick and choose where you want to see the world, right? And then just kill your act, like Mark Maron and those guys. But like the idea of like the casinos and the oh man, I followed Maron uh, a couple weeks ago. Seriously? Yeah. Where? Belly Room, Family Store. How'd that go? Great. Yeah. I always take it for me. I don't look at it as oh my. I look at it as they're getting the crowd going. Yeah. I'm gonna ride that wave. Did you have that line where you're like, oh, great, Marin got to open for me? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, did, I did doubt myself a lot, though. Oh, yeah. I did, be, but I also told myself, you know, doing it long enough, be like, just ride his wave, man. He's just. Did you acknowledge it that you followed him? Or did you just get into your. Nah, act? I went right into my act. I started doing crowd work. I went right into crowd work, and it was just. They were. He, crowd work's the way to go. It was just there. You know, the, 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 the string started, some guy tying his shoe to eight minutes later, I'm, you know. That's amazing when that happens. It's you the just best. like lose track of time. Lose track of time. Yeah. I had to follow Arsenio Hall. So the whole audience at the Ice House, the whole audience is doing that. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Oh, no, they weren't. Yeah. Are we talking about 80, 80s Arsenio Hall or today still doing well, that? Well, he it was like a few months ago, but he's actually pretty sharp. I mean, he's 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 been working it, you know. And uh and I think actually I didn't go right after him. A British. I was the only a white American. I was only the only American dude on the show. It was a very strange 
I mean, our, uh, he's, I was only a white guy. White dude, yeah. There was two white British guys in this Indian guy, Verdas. Do you know him? He's super famous in India. He's like, he, I like looked him up and I like, you know, everything's verified. I'm like, oh shit. I was just talking. I just had no idea. I thought he was like a local guy that was trying to break in. But he's like a big, he's like the Judd Apatow of India. Did he kill it? Killed it. Killed it. Yeah. The just confidence that they can have in a different country. Well, it's when, just. That's the, well, everything. Confidence is, it, life is a confidence game. It is. I don't know why I keep doing this with my hand. No one can see it. But they I can't, keep, but I like it. I keep doing he's this. Jacking just, he's doing the jack off. <laughs> as, <if I'm, laughs> as if I'm doing something with my arm. I don't know what that is. So, but I mean, because the confidence, it, it really is like, I mean, what, what, why did you get into stand-up? Like, what, what was that story? Mm, okay, so um, go back in time. I went to college. I, got a, um, I majored in theater, and then I went to acting school, got a second degree. And um, a lot of those teachers were always pushing me. You got to do stand-up. You got to do stand-up. And I was like, yeah. This is like what in the 90s? 90s, yeah. 90s? So I was scared. Oh, how great would it have been to just I mean, listen to him back I, then? Why didn't I listen to him? Um, why well, didn't I was just the reason what kept me out was fear like how many okay so how many years did it take between the first people being like you should do this to uh, 93 to I, I did my first set in 99 2000 in uh, New York okay I did my first set so seven years but then I, I didn't maintain it right I mean, so when did you when did you get into stand up as like a thing eight years ago okay yeah so so you basically and I'm just using you as an example because I was the same way. So if you listen, if someone, if you did what people said and like, oh, okay, I'll try it out in '93, you you would you would be a killer. Yeah. Not that you're not, but you would be f- internet like a national. I'd headline. be touring. I'd be yeah. headlining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's because I I was going to try it in college at the Greek Week. Um, we have Greek Week, and it's like uh, everyone competes each each house, sure. and you have Mr. Greek Week, and you have to do a talent, and it's always some fucking asshole with a good uh, acoustic guitar, guitar sing, doing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, doing plush. Yeah, and I was like, I was gonna go, and that's what it ended up being. I, I think our guy had an electric guitar; he spiced it up. But I was gonna be the guy. I was gonna go and do a five minute set, and then a buddy, and I wrote a whole act. You know, I wrote the whole act around like, oh, Greek life. What if it was a different mi- middle evil? You know, like, what if it was a uh, you know, the Arabic life or whatever, you know, car bombs would be a different thing. And yeah, like right. all these like, t- toga parties would be towel. I don't know. It was so stupid, but it probably would have done okay. And I was going to like roast the other houses. And then um, without even hearing my material, uh, which of course was probably bad, um, another fraternity brother was like, dude, you're, you're, you're going to embarrass yourself. Like stand up's harder than you think. And I didn't try it for seven years after that. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Six, six or seven years. Th- that voice. Yeah, it's harder than you think. Well, it, anything. Yeah, it's and I know the guy, John. I mean, I remember, and he's a nice guy. Liked him. He was looking out for me in his eyes. And I guess, I guess, I don't know what the moral of the story is, other than, you know, when you're exposed to new things, there's a chance you should take it, even if, you know what I mean? Like, if if people are listening, like, oh, I wanted to write, I want to be a journalist or do this, and I'm stuck in this job. It's like, well, you're gonna eventually come down to doing what you're supposed to do. Don't fucking waste your time. Yeah, and I and I can't look in with regret because I mean, who knows? Maybe you bombed so hard that you never want to try it again. I mean, who maybe knows? yeah, maybe you're just terrible, or you or like in you know a positive case, you just get a ten ten year head start. <laughs> who, knows? <laughs> who knows? But like yeah, so like you maybe I mean I couldn't imagine like some of these guys who start stand up at like seventeen and like they just immediately get into the circuit. Like I lived my twenties for the most part. You know, I started stand up. 20 like right when i turned 27 so like i lived like you know around new york doing other things improv and acting right. and then when and then with no clue i wanted to do stand-up because i buried it so far down 
because it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. And, and, and everyone always says to us, I know you probably get it, oh, I can never do stand-up. It's the most scariest thing they ever do. I'm like, uh, I think getting in a cage with sharks is more scary. <laughs> it's different, though. It's a different fear. Because you can come out of that cage shitting your pants, and, and, and at least you did it. But with stand-up, it's, it's the fear of bombing just as much as like public speaking. I don't know. Yeah, I think for them, uh, it's, I don't know if it's bombing. I think it's just getting up in front of people with a mic. Us is bombing. I, yeah. I think someone new doesn't think, oh, I'd bomb. I just think they had that idea of that fear, which, thank God, I don't, we don't feel anymore. I mean, still, I still get the jitters and nerves. I get, yeah, I get the nerves, nerves if there's like, people in the audience that I respect, usually comics. Right. If I, I try not to even look. You know what I mean? Like If you're on a show and it's like a comic-heavy show and you're yeah. like, oh, geez, is this going to go over? You give me an audience of like dumb, normal human beings, yep. loving it. Loving it. Just licking my chops, ready to go up. But, like, when it's an L.A. audience of just, like, comics standing in the back, you're just like, oh, Judging. Fuck. I don't know. But, okay, so where do we steer from here? Um, so, okay, so dating, so you were the, uh, you studied theater. Theater, yeah. So you must have cleaned up with that. Oh, man, so much Theater much. chicks, really. So, no, I didn't. I, I studied <laughs> theater. Here's a little known fact about me. I studied with Mike, the late Mike Nichols. I don't know who that is. He was the, directed The Graduate. Oh, cool. And if you ever watched, there's a great HBO special called Becoming Mike Nichols. Um and yeah, yeah, I had all these great mentors, and didn't really take advantage of it. Like after, like after I graduate, you could still go back and take Mike Nichols' class and study. Oh no way! And I didn't. What school? It was called. The, it was called the New Actors Workshop. They're all dead. Paul it, Paul Sills, who started Second City, uh, his mother was Viola. Where did you Spolin. study New York? Yeah, New York. Oh, cool. Paul Sills, uh, Mike Nichols, and a guy named George Morrison. Three of them. And did you have a technique you studied or? It was. Uh, I'm not professionally trained with acting. I'm yeah, you know, you know George, George, who you know, he kind of ran the school on a day to day basis. His own technique, you know, nice taken from Strasbourg to Stanislavski to. And why do you think you didn't really take a hold of it? Oh, I took a hold of it, but I I didn't take advantage of it after I left. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I I went out and I was drinking and I was loving it, but I was in my twenties. Like like, where do you get? Because I've never, I've I've probably quit drinking here and there as a health thing. But, I mean, L.A., I, the, for me, the scene's so not drinking out here that I'm not, it's not a problem. But, like, what? where did you get to a point where you were like, I can't do this? Eight years ago is when I started. I was uh, I used to do benders, drink, do a lot of blow, drink. And that was in L.A.? Yeah, in L.A. I did in New York. I partied hard in New York. And then it just one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who that guy was. I was 30 pounds overweight. Blood really? was coming down my nose. You're yeah. skinny. Well, you're in great shape. Yeah. You look young. I've lost, yeah, I've lost all the weight. I'm, I exercise. Was it hard to change your lifestyle? I know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I was at that point. I mean, I was at rock bottom, and I just walked. You think that was your rock bottom? I think so. Because I mean, it's good for some people that they can figure it out without, you know. Yeah. I mean, some people's rock bottom, it's like, holy shit. You hear, hear like Artie Lang like on a podcast. It's like, holy fuck, his rock bottom was... Dark. So low, and he yeah. still like struggles like probably daily with it. Yeah, it's dark. It gets dark, but I uh, look. I walk through it. The hardest part in life is walking through the fear. I'm showing you how to walk, <laughs> and uh, I walked through the fear. Went to an AA meeting, and I haven't looked back. And that was eight years ago. Wow. And I told myself, I, I told myself, I'm not going to change who I am. I still go out to bars. I'm still going to be me. Is there temptation? Mm, sometimes, not really. I like I like waking up sober. Yeah, I like going putting my head it's down great. the pillow sober. It's hard enough, like with this like f- like plight that we're on, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, the grind. It's hard enough when you don't 
have any sort of shit in your body. Like to to think like I used to wait used to I used to wake up in New York like was it, like I had this one night you know I'm at the gym I'm at, it's like 6 p.m. I'm at the gym I had to work on some soap opera the next day just doing background just right. barely had, all I had to do was not vomit right that was a right. and I and I and some chick that I knew this girl broke my heart and her, one of her like frenemy friends was like hey let's hang and I was like fuck yeah you get your heart broken and one of her friends wants to hang and so I went over to her place and it was like it was like mixing different types of wine and shots and Ooh. and just like like the type of the type of getting drunk that's just not one thing it was just horrible and the next thing you know she'd blow me we're this and that we're running around like crazy and i'd like to be on set in like two hours and i ended up just leaving there she ended up going to it like some bar or something so like with her friends like some club like you know you in new york you go out like midnight and i went there at like 8 p.m and just like long drank it for like four or five hours in the next day. And don't get me wrong. It was, a, it was an amazing thing. It that New York. It's New York. It's the best. Like I, you look back at it and someone was talking about like, someone was talking about at, at their meetings, how, how um, you share all these amazing stories and like, it's, it's, it looking back, you can glorify it, but that fucking walking to the work the next day, and just not knowing if I had to get off the train early to just vomit in a bush. <laughs> like, it's like a hard, it's a, it's, and it's like you, I feel like you get a, a certain amount of mileage out of your body. And then, uh, and then it's like, I can't do that shit anymore. I did a, uh, I, I did a bender and I had a callback for a McDonald's callback years ago, like 10 years ago here in LA. And talk about just like the, the, the earth, I could feel the earth pulsing the electromagnetic magnetic oh, yeah. pulse and I was just wobbling and and I go in there's guy A and guy B they're like five guy B showed up and I was the only guy A oh no so they kept rota- rotating me through and I mean literally if you're sober that's the best, best exposure thing. you can get but sober best exposure. I booked it by the way <laughs> I did book it but let me tell you something every minute I was just saying don't throw up don't puke yeah like I was at that point where I was about to vomit and just, I was like, I just still a high like on if coke. they asked you to do one jumping jack, oh, be da- over. dead. Your homeostasis heart, heart would have bl- exploded. The amount of energy and calories you have to burn just to, just to, just you know, Ugh. get that shit through your body. I do it. I know that you know. I drive Lyft part time, and someone can walk in my car, and I can feel the alcohol like in the <laughs> in the in the air. Yeah. It's just there, and I'm not even being judgmental of it because for people like I had like I had a beer in a park today. I was I was uh, Boone and I did a sketch where we literally were helping a friend out and we just had to check the girl out in the sketch and like wa- and I was walking the dog so and I was just helping her out and she's like you want a beer and I was like yeah okay I had a half a beer and I was fine with that and I was like you know wh- whatever well, anything but, in moderation that's yeah. what they say anything in moderation but my problem has been this is so I don't know if this if this uh, if anyone can relate to this has been sweets and that's a different thing but my my brain spikes. I could. I, I've never done coke. I can't really imagine. But I feel like my brain spikes the same way in addiction to other yeah, vices. It's the same thing. And I can still now. I can. I can have like some dark chocolate or whatever. But I can't have. Like I used to go to Flappers, the sh- the mics there, and just get a pizza. And mm-hmm. I'm not like. And it's not about being fat, or it's about my brain. Right. And I'd be a little chunky. I I went up and weighed a little bit, but it was like my brain was so fogged with the sugar high. Because it was either wanting more sugar or feeling like, sh- you know, like spiking yeah, and the dropping. Ups, the highs and the lows of sugar and, is awful. Yeah. And it's like, and that's, yeah. you know, and it's in everything, you know, every, every salad dressing or whatever, it's just full of sugar. And I just, so now I'm just trying to like limit that and, and I don't, and, and then, if, and then I'll have a cheat day and then the next day I'll have like a hangover. Yeah. I've just done from that before. sugar. 
Well, I do a cheat day. I drink. I love soda, so once a week I'll drink a lot of soda, and I just feel awful. What kind of shirt? soda? Coke or Dr. Pepper. Not diet? No. I do I diet, right and I know it. diet's bad. I go right for it. Other countries, they use, like, sugar cane shit. Like, they don't do... Yeah, Mexico. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't... I'm not... Tasha, man. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm dating such a conspiracy theorist. Oh. She's the chemtrails in the sky. I like it. She wants an earthquake um, go kit, which, which is smart to right. have, especially since we're, like... In just the epicenter of shit right now, right? But um, I have one of those. Yeah, what do you have in it? Uh, my sister sent it to me. It's about weighs forty pounds, and it's got everything uh, uh, a theater major could never use. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like a doctor should be opening this up. It's, it's just bandages and and needles and just everything you need. There, I'd be like, "Where's Othello? <laughs> Let me do." You know, it's like I uh, I know I would break into it. Like if we had cans of beans and shit. In a in an earthquake kit, I know like when shits run dry, I would just break into it and eat like whatever bars of chocolate that you save in there. Oh yeah, but because that's my problem. When I know something exists in my reach, like we keep, we always keep it like extra. We have extra everything, and it's always like I'm gonna wait until there's one scoop left of the extra peanut butter before I even consider restocking my place. That's not okay. You know what? This isn't even. <laughs> I'm not even proud of this. <laughs> I love. I love where the turn we went. I know. I'm just like. It's like an old. I'm like an old lady. That's really funny. I can funny. just bounce between, like an old Jewish mother. That's what I feel like I am. But listen, everyone is who's listening relates to everything we're saying. They do in some way, one form or another. You have to. We all want it. Well, we all go for sweets. We all. We, no one. This, this American society is all about mo- big, large, more, more, more portions. This. And that. you know what's weird is there's a weird empowerment now to just like be okay with yourself. So it's like, God forbid, you know. And I'm not saying like be fat shaming or or slut shaming or whatever, but like there is a health aspect to your life that you shouldn't just be okay with yourself if you're not feeding your body, your body and mind the right way. Right. And with, like, did you ever feel that way with, with like, um, like in the hookup culture that you were just like, oh, shit, I'm just really, I don't know, just not, not, you know, I'm not, you know, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, do you ever have that guilt? Yeah. All the time. And did that go away with, with the drinking or is yeah. that a separate? I think it's a separate, those are two different things. But yeah, you hook up with people and then it feels empty. Is that what you mean by? Yeah. And that stuff, and then you're like, "What am I doing? I'm chasing the wrong girls. I should be focusing my energy someplace else." Yeah, I do that a lot. Where not now, but I've done that. Where I'm, I know I'll have nothing to do with that girl, but it's such a distraction that it'll t- derail me. Yeah, that's and that's just like a genetics. That's that's literally procreation in our DNA. Yeah, that keeps us. And then what happens is you fall. You, you know, one here's here's a big problem that that I've had is. Get having enough time for my relationship and also having enough time for my passions, which is stand up amongst other things. And and sometimes, you know, I have to get rid of other passions. It's like, look, I'm not single anymore. You know, I can't. I play baseball on Sundays. I do this. I do that. And, you know, Tasha is kind of like the type who just likes to chill. So I hate to drag her to all my things. But it's like if I quit all of my things for her, then you're you're, then you're, you're losing your identity. And then resentment, Res- and then she's like, hey, he's just not the same guy anymore. Yeah, you build up huge resentment. It's a weird, it's, so it's a weird balancing act that I haven't figured out between getting up X amount of times a week and having a happy home to go home to. It's a weird, you know? If you figure it out, write a book. I know. And it's like, and, there's, and then I see comics that are dating other comics, 
and that that can work in 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 some scheduling ways but i could also be like if imagine if i had to go do a show and i just want to go be alone into a show and then like my girl's like i want to do a set too I'm like okay all right yeah okay great now there's no way to now i gotta give you notes yeah <laughs> so, so so i try to look at the bright sides of my relationship being like all right she's you know in the creative world but in a different way and every time she doesn't think a joke's funny i have to try it on stage because it's probably funny <laughs> if she doesn't laugh that's great would your girl do that just like i don't get it babe uh yeah she got over it real quick she knew are you running a bit i get that all the, i used to get oh, that yeah. all the time is this a bit and it's like well if you would be more supportive of these bits we would be in a much better situation right. there's always that it was a, is this a bit oh you're doing a bit but but, but bits exist we, because we, do. we like, see funny things we, in, right. in life, and then they become a bit. Right. Um, I so I was pitching a joke to a dude who was on that Monday night show with me, mm-hmm. and if he's listening, I was so pissed. He, I drove him. He, he showed, it was a few minutes late. I was like, dude, be at the curb, ready to go. ETA six twenty. I will be there. It's a forty five minute drive. Right. I, we we're already late for the show, and you know, I get there, and he's like, oh, you, oh, you're here. It's like what what L.A. fucking world is this that anyway so I'm I'm already digressing so so he comes you know he's he's in, in the car playing a game looking at a Snapchat I'm trying to talk to him whatever I'm driving and then and then I had a joke I wanted to run I had a premise just a premise yeah. and I'm you know I and I'm not pitching a joke to you so just the premise was simple um, Boston dudes say kid when they talk hey this fucking kid over here because they aren't allowed to say fag anymore. So kid is the new fag. That was it's just a premise. Right. Then you gotta work it out and be like, hey, it's fucking I don't know. So like and he goes, nah, I don't like it. That's what he said to me. I was like, bro, I'm bringing you to a show. Then the comic the comic uh, who runs the show, he's like, All right, Dave, you're doing fifteen. I was like, Oh, it's my buddy my buddy here. Can I can I do ten and he'll do five? I was trying to help my friend out. He's like, Yeah, sure, go for it. And of course I still did like thirteen, you know, whatever. Right. But I but so I was like, Yeah, this fucking guy doesn't like my bit. He blah blah blah. Like so sensitive. Then I go up and crush any bombs. And I was no. just like, I couldn't have been happy. I was eating a steak sandwich, That's watching his set bomb. And if he's listening, dude, like, I mean, help me out. Don't just tell me the bit sucked. I had, a, I had friends because I, I had a bit. I don't, I don't do it anymore where I memorized the whole McDonald's menu. And I used to run it by my friends like, That's so stupid. Why would you do that? And then I did it. And, and it probably gets an applause break at the Applause end. break in middle. If they're on board, it, was, we would, just, it would kill. <laughs> So you, you know it's yeah. all subjective. Everything's subjective. I mean, I don't I don't do it anymore because I I can't remember, I don't memorize it yeah. anymore. But yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I had the same thing. Where like Tasha's like, no, I just don't. I just don't know. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's now my closer. So thank you. <laughs> and sometimes she's writing like, oh fuck, <laughs> right? Now that's my closer. Do you ever write? Do you ever do a joke? You work on a joke, and then all of a sudden you're in the car and you think of one, and it just destroys. I was driving a passenger, my closer now that I've been working on, I, w- I was driving a passenger, like a stranger, and I got to a red light, and I had to write it down. I started writing, and, uh, and it was probably verbatim the same, you know, I probably didn't really change it much. I was comparing my dick to my, my, uh, my dick to my hair, and I was like, my dick can't follow my hair. I have rock star hair, lead guitar hair, bass player dick. That's right, really and then funny. they just go out and I do an act out of both, and uh-huh. I hate that I'm even sharing this. Another, I feel really bad funny. sharing another comic, but it's like because then you can get yeah, like yeah, like five, six, seven, eight, yeah. doop, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all that stupid shit. And um, yeah, they got that at a red light. It's amazing. It's, you got to be ready for it because I don't, I, I don't, I, I can't really sit down and write. What I can do sometimes if I have a premise that I'm having s- that I think is so brilliant, which it's normally not, I'll go. I'll be so excited to go to a coffee shop and write more out, but then I forget half of the punchlines that I wrote for it, 
and then what? Like I'll just I'll do a ton of writing, and then when I get on stage, it's like whatever comes out comes out. Right. Because I feel like the longer I've done stand up, the less I'm off off book. You know what I mean? Like I used to be like punchline, and now it's like you know whatever comes out. Yeah. I I like the first breath. If I say something about my shirt, it's something. Whatever yeah. it is, either if you eat it or they're on board, that's that's the nugget. And it, it, today's audience is way too smart to have be like, what's going on with you know? Like they're way smarter yeah. than that. And you can get to that point where you have like set up like traditional setup punches, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's just uh, that's how I probably my first year or two in stand up was very much afraid to get out of that comfort Do you, zone. Did you feel that? How long did it take you to find your voice? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I have. It. I think this year has been very good. Like I think I'm what like year, what year are you now? I'm f- in my fourth year. Fourth year. It took me six. Yeah. That I realized everything I did was bullshit. I mean, yeah, the stage time, getting up, gave me the experience, gave me the you know the tools of what you know what it's like to be on stage. But yeah, I haven't had fun in a long time doing it. Like I yeah, have fun here and there, but this whole year has been like every show I've had has been w- one of my best. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and I'm t- trust me, I, if I look back on this, I'd be like, oh, what a fucking kid over here like right. this fucking kid look at this kid Good this call back fucking faggot over here but i um uh thank you call back to the joke that doesn't that's not a joke but channing doesn't like it yeah channing um I, I, I am friends with him but i couldn't believe i was like what are you autistic you can just dis- disown my joke like that i tried <laughs> explaining that to Tasha too she's like well maybe he didn't like it i was like listen if you don't like a joke you help me work on it you be as supportive yeah, as you go yeah absolutely i mean she'd be like I don't really... Okay, cool. Well, I'll break it down for you. But anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know. For, like this year... But you know what? You know what, though? I just brought a joke back that I wrote my first six months in. Fucking love it. It's great. It's just I just different it on stage. It's like I brought... I'm, 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 dog's barking. I'm bringing stuff back. I don't know if she's going to be home, actually. Maybe she's walking in. Um, I didn't tell her you were coming over, so this will be exciting. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. Uh, my last guest, this is a weird transition, from last week, fat, caught her boyfriend snooping around Craigslist to get uh, solicit blowjobs. From dudes? Yeah. So it's not really not really a boyfriend. It was her boyfriend. She caught her boyfriend getting head from other guys. Like, she tracked him down to a hotel. She That's was able to track him down through his email. Dark stuff. And, like, knocked on his door, and the guy opened. The guy was like, go away. And she never was able to catch him red-handed. But Real quick, does that work? that sounds awful but here's what happened and this has happened about five times about five times i've done a podcast and within 24 hours somebody asked me to take it down it happened with this girl cat alder who apparently has a young following and she was like and it happened with with another comic who told a threesome story who she was on at midnight and didn't want the exposure and it's it's happened so many times so this week i get a text from a dude who owns Oh, see, I'm probably going to bleep that out now. He's He runs a comedy club, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes it, who does stage time at his comedy club, the girl was talking about. And so he was like, you got to take it down. It makes us, it makes us look bad. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. But like when someone runs a comedy club and asks you to do something, so I took it down and just like re-edited and bleeped out a few things. But it's just it's, it goes to show like how – how hard it is for people to be honest about either their sex life or relationships because it is such a sensitive thing. So she literally was telling some honest stories about how she was cheated on. Mm-hmm. But the guy who cheated on her w- wanted the th- thing scrubbed from the internet. Wow. 
Like we, like people who's doing that. Wow, what's he think he's on CSI? People are going to be looking, looking, digging through this. Actually, he is on CSI. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, and he's not a he's name. Actually the lead yeah, on CSI. I, no, but I'm probably going to have to like. So, but so, like, so I, I, I probably only had to cut three minutes. His name was never mentioned. She mentioned the comedy club that he performed at. Right. So it was like, if you want to be an idiot, you can. Yeah, you could trace it to who it is. You could go down her Facebook photos and figure it out. But I was just like, man, I was just so annoying. How many times I've like driven to some place talk to somebody and then afterwards they're like can you just d- delete that whole bit and it's like a bit that we're calling back the whole time it's like a we're literally talking yeah, about so the audience is to be like that doesn't make sense yeah right and so I purposely just bleeped it and didn't delete it so you, people you realize you're gonna have to I'm gonna tell you to take this one <laughs> right? I can bleep out his name if you want please do do you now, want me to now that you said it twice okay. now now that I feel like we I'm should 51 minutes oh shit we're at 51 minutes oh dude we, you and I could that happen you and I go on forever <laughs> Uh, so I'll, do you want me to bleep her name out? Yeah. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. See, look at that. I don't remember the first time I said it, but I said it, and then you said it. I, I, I just said it at fifty-one minutes. Yeah, I said it in the middle. <laughs> and for those listening, now because I feel bad, but I don't. I never think of it, but you just put it into my brain that people are gonna. So yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, you I gotta bleep it again. You, you Fuck! I tried to make a fake name and yeah. I said it. You said the real. But name. here's what I could do: I could slice it out, and 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 no one would even know we were doing it. But I just prefer to bleep because I feel like I think now they'll want to know. Yeah, you gotta beep. And the bleep is obnoxious. It's really loud. Yeah, beep it out. Okay, beeping it out. We are okay. So we do. We gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um Anything you want to plug your social media or? Yeah, uh, you can follow me, uh, Darren Caposi on Instagram. Darren Capozzi on Facebook, Darren Capozzi on Twitter. I make it really easy. That's one P, two Zs. One P, two Zs. D A R R E N C A P O Z Z I. We got to book some shows together. We got to book some shows, yeah. Some road shows. I'm in. Do I'm some, go- pod- go- some yeah. road casting. I'm going to Fresno for the next two nights, Thursday, Friday. I don't know where that is. It's up yeah. north. Up north. How far away is it? I don't know, five hours. You have shows? Or you just yeah, I'm doing shows. I'm oh, shit. Uh, going up with Eric Khan, funny comic. Uh, the gay ball guy. Yeah. Yeah, he does the Malo show on Fridays. Yep. Were yeah. you there? No, you weren't there. I thought I saw you. Yeah, I was there. I popped in to say, hey, what's up? Oh, this past Friday? Yeah. No, I, I was uh, I was in Jersey. Oh, Tasha and I went. Yeah. Um, Did you go up? No, I didn't even try to. I just was stopping by to just, I didn't realize it was like a lottery. Yeah. And um, do, you, do you get up there? Uh, he's one of my closest friends, but I, have, I haven't yet because, A, I had a show last, the first for the time it opened, I had a show at the uh, Belly Room. Oh, cool. The Shindig. Awesome show. It's a good, Milo's a good room. Yeah. I and sh- guess who was in the audience? Rachel McAdams. What? I didn't give you time to guess. Rachel McAdams is in the audience. For whom? Uh, was, was it packed? It was pretty full. Yeah. But she was there supporting a, another c- a female comic who right. I don't know. I don't know who she was. Rachel McAdams is my girl. She was. And then I held no, the door didn't. open for her. And I think we made eye contact. Did she like, say thank you? Uh, I think she did. Cool. I think she did a double take. I think I look like other people. Do you ever get that? Yeah, Brad Pitt all the time. Do you, no, but do you... I never get breakfast. <laughs> you, well, you say you got the... Um, I say on stage I look like Adam Levine fucked Freddie Mercury from Queen. Okay, now you definitely have to look at his Instagram now because yeah. I like that line. That's what I get. And it kills. Yeah. And that's why I can't get rid of the mustache. I, um, because, because of that stupid joke, because I have a mustache. Isn't that funny how that works? I got so much material on my hair now that I'm just like... Yeah. You, I can't, you can't cut it. I can't. You can't cut the hair now. You can't cut it. I can't get rid of this mustache. You, as a white guy, you, ha- you got to be different. The, the, here's the here's the progression of 
I think success in Hollywood is that you need to be different enough to be a supportive character. And the better you get, the, the more you cut your hair to be look normal. Like look at Bradley Cooper, right? He was the asshole. He played the asshole like in every film and he, and he kind of like had the, the flow and you know, he whatever. He's not a good example cause he wasn't too different, <laughs> but, but anyway, I'm like, I'm, I'm auditioning more now for like Vietnam vet turned hippie roles. Awesome. I'll take it. Take it. And you got the mustache. Yeah. I don't get any auditions, but that's good for you though. No, but do you have headshots with the mustache? No. See? I need to get some. We've got the camera over here. We should take We should do some. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks for being on. Will you come back and... Uh, of course. I had a blast. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate finally flew. getting you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I know you just donated blood, so... I'm, I'm Almost passed out. I'm glad did. you didn't pass yeah. out or vomit. We no, made it past that. Um, I, uh, okay, what am I promoting? Oh, I'm on this dumb show at Fla- <laughs> Flappers. And they just called me to see how many people I'm bringing. It's like, bro, uh, I'm doing six minutes. I'm yeah. bringing zero. Last time I brought my manager to Flappers, they put me up first. Six minutes uh, first. Belly room, uh, the Yoohoo room. Yoohoo. Yeah, the Yoohoo. Yeah. And this show's called like Hunks of Comedy or something. Uh, <laughs> I do, I run a room once a month. I have to have you on it now. I like. Well, your room's on. Um, what's it called again? The Attack of the Comedians. It's at the Flappers Yoohoo this this oh, Sunday. I thought it was in. We moved it to Flappers. Oh. That and here I am bashing flappers. This is the best. You do wait. I'll I'll bring people to your show. You don't have to bring people. Yeah, well, you can. I'll yes. bring my girl. Yeah, Bria. Yeah, next, I'll book friends. you on the next one. All right, great. And so, people, if you, if they're in the L.A. area, it's you have a show, Flappers. On Flap, Sun- I have a show at Flappers on Sunday, the twenty sixth. I'm doing Formosa Cafe Saturday night. I'm up in Fresno Thursday, Friday, and then you and I are at the Karma Lounge tonight. I don't know if yeah. you can hear that. Nope, it'll no. be tomorrow. You missed tomorrow. out. You, you missed, missed out. out. We killed. We cr- murdered. Murdered. <laughs> <The Karma laughs> fucking me and this kid over here. Um, yeah, follow Darren. He's a funny guy. Dude's having fun on stage. And um, if any chicks want to check you out, just double tap those photos on Instagram. Just, just, just let me know. At least 10 of them. At just let them know. Make a statement. Yeah, that's our Morris code that you like me. Send him a dozen likes. Um, okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, subscribe, uh, rate, and review on iTunes. We appreciate the support. And um, catch you next week. Thanks so much, Darren. Thanks, buddy. Bye, guys.